Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet. And I'm Mel. Today's episode is about dating and relationships. Now, we have a lot of episodes about this general topic, but we haven't really given a proper update about each of our personal situations or lack of situations more recently. And we realize that the three of us are actually uniquely positioned to talk about romantic relationships from very different perspectives at this moment, which we'll get into. Let's start with Miss Janet. Uh, we, and maybe some of our listeners, know that you were recently seeing someone. What's your relationship status now? And can you give us a little update? Yes. Um, so we're, what, like, what month is it now? April? Uh-huh. Um, currently, I am single. As of the end of December and coming, like, the first couple of months of this year, I, I wasn't technically not single, I guess, but I was seeing someone and pretty uh, seriously just because that's, like, anyone that I'm kind of talking to and evaluating for a relationship, I'm looking at as, like, a potential permanent partner um and that individual was as well so um yeah i this was a person that i had been introduced through a mutual friend so it was also a little bit different because it wasn't a random person i met on the apps right Mm -hmm. it kind of came as a warm introduction um and it was it's this is this is probably the first time that i actually had the thought like wow i could see this man being my husband or Mm -hmm. the father of my children which is a big thing to say now that I'm saying it out loud Mm -hmm. because I don't think I've ever very seriously thought about that with someone. And it's not necessarily just him. It's like where I am in my Mm -hmm. life, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think because we were both very serious, we it kind of like sped up in how we were getting to know each other. And um, we would talk, I think... After so, our to give some context, our first Zoom date was actually like six to eight hours, so that was already kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after we started talking more along or started talking more regularly, it was like almost every day we would FaceTime for a good like two months. So this felt, even though it was like a short period of time, uh, because I was looking for someone serious and because of how often we were talking and how we were getting to know each other, it felt like a really pretty serious relationship. Mm-hmm. But it ended up not working out. I will say, well, the breakup was, what, a month ago? Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I know you're still processing, but then, you know, you gave us a great overview of the relationship, and, you know, Helen and I were there. I remember during lunchtime when you told us, I think he could be my husband, and I looked at Helen and was like, oh, shit, this is being real. <laughs> but throughout this experience, you know, what was the hardest part about it? I had kind of like two mm-hmm. two things that I think were really challenging about this. One is, like I said, I never had the thought when I was seeing someone that they could potentially be my permanent partner. Mm-hmm. And I think that alone makes it really challenging when you're like, oh, 
this may not like this is not gonna be it right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think hand in hand with that my second thing was like I talk often about how I have been searching for a partnership for like a good I would say like the last like five to ten years of my life I've been mostly like single like trying to date and having kind of some some semblances of like a month or two of talking and nothing that ever like turned into a very solid relationship Mm -hmm. uh so I've been experiencing a sense of like loneliness for some time right um but I think after having something like this potentially working and then when it now doesn't work the come down from that and the loneliness that I've returned to is a much deeper and profound loneliness Mm. I don't want to be like a downer (laughs) but I think also I mean I, I share this because I know that there are other like not just women but men like me out there who you are probably in if you're in your mid 30s or late 30s I think this is like from 35 to like maybe 42 if you're single and you do want a partner I feel like the, those are really challenging years to go through mm. because it is when a lot of people around you are starting to like form into families. Yeah. And if that, if that is something you want for yourself, um, it's, it's not even about like a jealousy thing or seeing other people progress, but it's more like you become a little bit like if you're seeking that thing mm. and your social circle is now doing that, you have no other social circle, right? Mm. Like, and everyone says, I used to be the person that was like, then seek out other single people and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's true. But, but there, but there is like, uh, there's, there's a thing that you can do to occupy your day to day. But when it comes down to the core of what you want, um, that becomes, I think that's the hardest part for me is now dealing with this very profound, sense of loneliness (laughs) I mean look here's there's nothing necessarily like to fix to add on to like this profound sense of loneliness and I'm not once again I'm sharing this because like I know there are other people out there like me and I kind of want to talk through it because I feel like the things that I'm going to share I'm hoping that other people out there would be like yes I get that right but when I say like what do I mean by a more pronounced sense of loneliness like when I see a couple now and I see moments where they console each other. Um, and that's like on TV or movies or whatever it is. Like I'm reminded of the more challenging moments in my life, um, especially in the last year when I've had to try to be that person for myself. Mm-hmm. And the truth is I have failed many times. And I think that's something that as you get older, if you are looking for a partner, there are challenges that happen in life. You shouldn't look for someone else to fix things for you. But I think that it's just, it's every everything from like a small thing like, okay, moving into my home by myself right I was talking with like my girlfriend Kristen who also like moved into her first condo by herself and we were like these are things that people don't talk about but it's like if I had a partner I would have another hand to help me like move a table in Mm -hmm. but now this is like something I have to either do myself or I have to like ask the front door man to do or Mm -hmm. small small little things like that that like oh I didn't think about that when you're a single person Mm -hmm. later in your life like you have to kind of process and think about right but then it's also the bigger things right like going through a massive career transition at the same time that there's a huge pandemic and then potentially if you have like stuff happening in your family um having a partner by your side to like manage some of those moments Mm -hmm. like I I've had to rely on myself and sometimes I fail right and so um it's sometimes I feel like I'm taking on the burden of all of my life alone and it can feel like it's getting to be too much and this is just me getting my time to complain and bitch you know sure (laughs) go ahead go ahead take the time (laughs) I know a lot of people say like you know when you're single you should this is time that you should work on yourself and you don't need a partner to complete you and take care of you uh, but the thing is, I think I've arrived to a place in my life where I, I don't need that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I Not to say, I'm not going to be, my life would suck profoundly without like other people. But um, to, for basic survival, I, I think I could make it work. But I'm looking for someone to share 
my life with, right? And mm-hmm. then I ask myself sometimes, though, it's like, am I truly ready? Like, I just shared with you all the stuff of what I would want for my partner. Am I ready to be that for someone? Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to say that conceptually, but when I actually have to go through the experience, because mm-hmm. the, the real situation could be I'm going through all this shit and he's also going through all this mm-hmm. shit, and then now I'm going to have to be there for him mm-hmm. as well as being there for myself. So, yeah. I don't know, just some some thoughts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being so vulnerable with that. And I feel like this is like a therapy session where we're just like, like, <laughs> I want Jamie to hug you. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's good to admit that you feel very alone mm-hmm. and a sense of loneliness after such a significant, mm-hmm. almost relationship, yeah. right? Going back to what you were saying earlier, it sounds like you're holding a lot of your own burdens within yourself and you wish that you could kind of like share that burden with someone else. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that with like your friendships or do you feel like there's a level there's a difference between like having a significant other take on the burdens versus like your friends yeah that's a really good question because I know that that's like um I think something I've struggled with for a while is that I do tend to kind of just like house my burdens yeah. like by myself and I some of that is like cultural some of it is personality mm-hmm. right but I, I do think that yeah when it comes to a lot of these things like I do look for my partner in in some in some of that mm-hmm. and then and then I guess when I also talk about life burdens I'm also thinking about just like um, maybe burden's the wrong word, right? But it's like when I think about like what what direction I want my life to take, like I can plan myself, but I would much prefer to have a partner to yeah. plan with, kind yeah. of. So yeah, so it's less about maybe having someone to like, to rely on for things, but someone to like build with. And more importantly, someone to like, have stuff to look forward to with, I mm-hmm. guess, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think what you were saying, like, it comes down to personality sometimes. I completely agree. I think I'm, like, yeah. very similar to you where uh, usually, like, I don't want my friends to hold the burdens yeah, for me, but, yeah. like, with a significant other, it's like, you hold all my all burdens, burdens. Okay? <laughs> all my shit. Take it. Yes. <laughs> Help me. Yes. I guess another question that I have is because this relationship was so close to, like, quote, unquote, the real thing, mm-hmm. what are some things that you learned from that experience? Yes. Uh, one thing I did learn that um, was kind of like as it was happening was I, or I guess it's more of a realization. I realized that I, I think I've actually emotionally matured a lot because um, without going too deep into personal stuff, but like the potential person, um, you know, when we had to talk through certain uh, issues of maybe when it came to like how how he was feeling about me or how I was feeling about him in the past, some of the things that if someone had said those things to me where they felt like they were uncertain of their feelings, I would take it so personally, mm. right? Even though, even if I knew logically like um, that it was this person working through things or if they had a lot going on or whatever it was, but I would still, I would know it logically, but I would still feel it. Like, uh, or, or if it's like I knew that they moved on to another person, I would go onto Instagram and like, you know, or, or actually a better example is I would ask the guy questions all about his exes and then I would like try to understand that X and that perspective. Mm. And like, and it, I think in hindsight, it was a way of me kind of doing self-comparison, mm. right? Because I always used to say like, oh, I want to know what I'm getting into. Like, I want to understand the experiences you've had and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But uh, to some degree now, I realize like I, when we had some of those conversations or when, in, when he would share experiences about, you know, that he's had with his exes, I could feel a little bit of my body doing the, oh, like, I feel like I'm starting to like feel a little bit, not jealous, but like, why are we talking about her and not me? You know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but then I would do the, I started to really like understand like, oh, but what he's focusing on is sharing an experience that he has that has affected him emotionally that relates then back to us. Mm-hmm. So I think I just, we had some pretty hard conversations where in the past, I feel like I would have been very, um, def- not to, I would have felt very, 
I would have taken things really personally. Mm-hmm. And this time I was able to have two to three pretty like heavy conversations where A, I cried. That's not super new. Like I think I've been vulnerable enough to cry with guys, but it was, it wasn't like crying out of, um, being confused, not knowing what to do, which is usually what happens. Like I would get really, not really know how to express what I wanted emotionally mm-hmm. and just feel and then kind of like look for the guide to either guide or if he wasn't going to guide either, then it would just fall. And this is like the first time where I felt like I was able to kind of come with to the table with him and kind of have an understanding of what I was looking for, be able to also be open to him sharing his things and then still express, meaning still cry. But because I was like, grieving or sad and not because I was confused or lost, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Now, I think it's pretty profound because I think, Jay, you shared in the past that, like, you're a delayed processor. Yeah, comes delayed emotion person, for sure. But you coming straight to the table knowing, this is how I feel and I'm going to just lay it out, I think that's, that is a sign of growth. To be honest, I've never seen Janet cry as much. So I'm like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> crying is a vulnerable, it's a very vulnerable thing for it you. Is, so for, yeah. for you to be able to do that with this person and have a hard conversation, it shows that you did learn something from it. Yeah. Of course, this relationship wasn't all... You know, I know it ended, but it was also a good experience for you. Do you have a favorite memory of him or anything you guys done? You guys done time together. Yes. So uh, I I guess this kind of relates to this. The other thing that I think I really learned from the situation, um, which is also relates to kind of some favorite memories, is that I think I really am ready for a relationship Mm. because even though it sucked that experience, I feel like I went into it pretty like okay, I'm just gonna. If I get hurt, I get hurt, right? Um, and even though it sucks that this ended, I still feel very good that it happened. And I feel like I've left this now feeling oh, like, okay, it's going to be hard to open up to another person again, but I think I'm ready to, and I want to, and I'm, and I'm, I'm ready to compromise for someone. I'm ready to accommodate. I'm ready to sacrifice. Um, and then in terms of favorite memories, like that is, I, I kind of think back to a lot of just the very simple, small moments of feeling like a couple. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we spent a weekend where we, uh, like had just a casual dinner and um with his sister and her boyfriend and it wasn't like a four it was a very not like pre-planned they just happened her and her boyfriend happened to be there in the kitchen and him and I happened to be there in the kitchen and the way that we interacted I was like oh this is what it feels like to have a partner Mm. and small things like serving each other food or like when another couple is asking you questions knowing who's answering and how you answer for each other or how you speak on behalf of just yourself or both of you or different Mm. like those small nuanced ways of what it is to operate with a partner day to day I really liked that um another uh this is gonna be a cheesy one but I'm gonna say (laughs) but there was I think I'm not, as I get older now, it's less about the like the sexualness of yeah. some of the physical stuff. And it's more like, I'm not sitting there thinking about the kisses. I'm thinking about the way that he would sometimes pause and look at me and kind of like pinch me on the cheek, mm. you know, like the look that someone gives you when they look at you. And because it's that kind of, it's the kind of like adoration or care that you give almost to, it's not just like a, a sexual partner, but it's mm-hmm. like you would do that to like a child yes. or a sister yes. or a friend. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like my partner, I don't want someone who's just going to like, I want them to adore me and want to take care of me as, you know, not only as a partner, but as a best friend in that, which mm-hmm. I know everyone says there's problems about wanting them to be everything, yeah. but there those moments I felt like we had that, um, mm-hmm. and that that felt really like those are images in my mind that I, I like really take away positively from the experience. Yeah, I, I just want to add something to what you're saying. You're making me like I think we are explaining exactly what I think a lot of single people miss at a relationship. It's like those little, little moments, those touches, whatever. But so we actually met um, Janet's um, previous partner, 
at a dinner Helen Helen hosted. Yeah, he came over to my house. Yeah. <laughs> Grr. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember all of us leaving the apartment or the condo and we were kind of getting ready to leave and Janet was going to walk home with her old boo thing and I had this moment where I just started, I looked back at them and I saw this thing where, you know, usually when you're a friend of your friends, you're trying try not to PDA. So you guys were just walking side by side, and then I turned around. And I was like, I looked at a friend. And I was like, Wait, I want to, I want to look at this. I don't know why. <laughs> I just wanted to get a glimpse of it because I've never seen Janet in a relationship before or with a man. And <laughs> I thought it was really sweet that as soon as they turned the corner, they saw that we weren't looking. He put his arm around her, and then she put his arm around him. And those little moments, I think, is what we really miss mm-hmm. because we don't. Yeah. When do we actually get to do that? Hey, we can do that. We don't we do that with each other, really. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's just like the sweet kind of like very sincere like moments of like genuine love like care and love that i think people miss the most when you're saying everything i was like yeah that i feel you yeah yeah when mel brings that up are you do you feel things yeah 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 no i mean it's feeling the love and support that comes through physically that also like permeates to every aspect of Mm day-to-day in life yeah yeah it sucks but you know yeah life has to move on so <laughs> reality yeah yeah i can squeeze your cheeks right now yeah I don't think <laughs> i'll that. squeeze your other cheek if you want yeah <laughs> My can always depend cheek. on you ladies for cheek squeezes i guess like my my question is so I, maybe we should have brought this up like yeah. earlier early on but like because you've dated so many different guys yeah. up to this point in your life what about him was attractive to you I know you mentioned like yeah. the values earlier but what was it was it like physically something or was it or was it something else yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it like that but uh no it's what's interesting is that we met through zoom right mm. so I couldn't get like there wasn't the 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 physical chemistry that you usually get with like an in-person meeting so for me it was more like the conversation flowed so easily Mm. I don't know why like it just it felt like um yeah like we were able to talk for six to eight hours and and it it was engaging too it was not like just that you can talk about nothing right Mm -hmm. um so I feel like our conversation flowed well um but maybe I mean to be now in hindsight maybe it's because he was pretty good about trying to figure out if we were fit from the beginning so maybe the conversation was flowing because he was asking all the questions to get to know someone mm-hmm. um and the fact that we realized a lot of our values aligned that we are similar culturally he's mm-hmm. also like second generation parents that were from taiwan mm-hmm. and then one parent from china um so there was just a lot of because i've never dated someone who was like uh taiwanese chinese and then also he's not a he's an american citizen now but he had an interesting upbringing of um like being schooled in like singapore internationally and then going to college in texas but either way still knowing what it is to be like like kind of like multicultured especially with one of them being like taiwan and taiwanese chinese mm-hmm. i have never had a significant relationship with someone like that so i think those were those were things that were very unique about him mm-hmm. yeah and he was also like really tall which is <laughs> something that but it's like superficial shit but there's but I mean, yeah, to be honest, like, I, I haven't really dated someone who was, like, super into physical activity and also really tall at the same time. Is that weird to say? I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. What kind of guys have you been dating? I don't know. Um, 
I guess like for for everyone listening out there, a lot of people have been doing these Zoom dates. Yeah. And for yeah. you, it had been like six plus hours of Zoom dates. Yeah, and when yeah. Mel and I heard about that, we were like, whoa, whoa. this is serious. And yeah. that's, what are you guys talking about? Like six hours every single day. Yeah. But so you had this moment where you had a couple of Zoom dates with him and then you guys met up in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What was that moment like? Walk our list. I mean, Mel and I already know, but walk our <laughs> listeners through what it's like to see this, you know, because he's been sitting the whole time too yeah. <laughs> on Zoom, right? He's not like, how do you know he's tall? <laughs> yeah, how do you- <laughs> I knew, I think, uh, well, our mutual friend had introduced us yeah. and then kind of at, had said that he was quite tall. And then, but yes, for actually, I didn't know his actual height for a couple of Zoom dates because I thought I would be rude to ask. So mm-hmm. I don't even remember how I brought it up, but some sometime before we met I did confirm like how tall he was so I knew what to expect (laughs) okay but still it was you don't know like what the mannerisms are Mm -hmm, um and so yeah when when I met him up for the first I was definitely nervous and our first like time meeting was in the parking lot of um a, a hike spot um so he got out of the car and he likes to wear really bright clothing so he was in like this like bright orange tank top. Nice. Like, you can find me. Jay. Yeah. Don't worry. You can, you'll be able to spot me. I'm the tall cone right here. Yeah. He's <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, and I, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm attracted. Okay. Um, okay. Was the dynamic very different from Zoom to in person? Mm, it actually, it, it carried over quite easily. Mm. Um, but it almost felt like it wasn't I think because our Zooms, we just talked a lot almost as friends. And of course, there were like slippages in there of like, we knew the premise of this is that we were interested in each Mm -hmm. other, right? But still, we were very much talking like friends and getting to know each other as friends. Mm -hmm. And so even when we met up in person, that vibe continued. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I just remember us like, not skipping a beat when we, it was just like, oh, hey, nice to see you. And very casual. There was no like, whoa, good to see your face. And like, oh my God. There was none of that. It was just very like, oh, hi, nice to see Okay, yeah, the trail's over there. Okay, mm-hmm. let's like, and then just, it's just, it almost like we like slipped right back into like a phone Zoom combo and just walking side by side and kind of catching up. But mm-hmm. now we were just walking and talking versus yeah. sitting and talking. I know y'all, you know, kissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, how was it? Like, was it? Because I think I'm hearing from a lot of people, like our friends, like our friends are dating. It's like, it's like, do you ask permission because of COVID? Yeah. You're like, do I touch your hand? Like, what is like the yeah. protocol? Yeah, and you yeah. were both like very much like, okay, we're gonna get tested beforehand, yes. make sure it's safe before you actually hang out. Yeah, yeah. I think ours is very. It's a. Hmm, how would I describe this? <laughs> you guys didn't kiss the first day. Remember that? We we didn't actually. We didn't kiss uh, until like the second. So, and this is, yeah, so we had only actually, it was, it was the second time we hung out, but because it was like, so we were far apart and it was harder to coordinate meeting up because every time we want to get tested. Mm -hmm. So our actual second in-person hangout, I actually uh, stayed at his place for the weekend. So, um, (laughs) I mean, we already knew that. (laughs) Um, So then, uh, so I guess it was kind of unique in that way in that it felt almost like sped up, I guess, like, cause it was, it was like a. Not a really a first date, but it's like a first extensive weekend date yeah, together. Yeah. Um, but we were still also getting to know each other. And so even at the beginning of the weekend, it we spent like a full day together where it still felt like friendship. And I was like, are you going to like touch make me. it feel like, okay. are you going to judge me? Are you going to pinch my And then, and he didn't, he was just so res- like, I think he just didn't want to like, 
he was trying to take it slow and not like push yeah. anything but then of course it was like we were like I was spending the night and I wasn't sleeping on the couch so I was like I'm just gonna <gasps> like sleeping in your bed so it was very strange and backwards where I'm like okay now I'm gonna be like in your bed and sleeping next to you and we still have a kiss yeah. so. <laughs> oh COVID dating you have to do the little scoot 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean did you scoot scoot like yeah. what well no I mean it basically he like then we we had our first kiss when like we went to bed which you know how kind of sometimes strange... like people's bed smells like a certain way. Oh yeah, it kind yeah. of like absorbs their their scent. aura. And their, yeah, 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 their yeah, scent. Yeah. Um, did it smell? <laughs> <laughs> he actually is like a huge like neat like he's very very clean with uh-huh. things, yeah. and he he has like a. I mean, there's like the Asian aspect already of he's like no one touches the bed unless you're clean and you're yeah. showered, right? Um, but he also has like piles of like clothes for outside and clothes for inside, clothes for like working out and that kind of a thing. So actually, his yeah, I don't remember. I think it's, it was all very it smelled like laundry detergent. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> okay. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Okay. I know you talked about you know the hardest part of this experience. Like, of course, it ended. But do you want to share why it ended? Yeah. Um. I mean, the short of it is that he he formally ended it, but the more extended kind of backstory is uh we just I could tell things were starting to kind of mm. I think because both of us are older and we're looking for like our permanent partner we were kind of evaluating the other person to get to know them and then also our compatibility mm. and so as we were getting to know each other he had made the comment that like I wasn't really the type of girl that he usually dates and what he meant by that was usually when he has been in extensive relationships they've met on the premise of like both being really into like sports or athletics or both being really into like music because he liked doing like music festivals and that kind of stuff right um when he was younger and we didn't connect or meet on any of those levels like we had very different surface interests but our values aligned Mm. right um and then also our lifestyles are a little bit different because he uh, is like a very early to bed, early to rise person and quite regimented. And I am, um, at least at this point in my life, like I I do work really long hours and my sleeping is kind of not always the most regular. Um, And I will have a tendency to go to bed later. And then, um, you know, so there was just certain things that I think he was looking for that he defined as compatibility that ultimately he started realizing, I don't think this is going to work. To be honest, on my end, I, I would still... And maybe this is where I am in my life right now. I think I could still make those things work with a partner. Mm-hmm. But on his end, he he mm-hmm. didn't want those things. Mm-hmm. So it makes you realize that compatibility is different for everyone. And everyone has their own priority list or, or yeah. things. Do you know if he listens to this podcast? He probably does not. I don't think so. Well, if you were to, is there something that you would want to say to them? Because I know that you both have stopped communication. Yeah, yeah. We had just fully stopped. What would I want to say to him? I would say... I really hope that he's taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. I have I have faith and confidence that he is yeah, I and I do really I do really really wish him the best. And I'll see Mr. Chance. I'm sorry. No. Oh, <laughs> she said it. She said it. Let's see that clip and send it to him. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Jay, there's, I, a, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I 100% agree. I agree too. Okay. I totally agree. I know that you like kind of whispered that, but she said, you missed your chance. Let me just mention that <laughs> in case for people in the back. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. We had for sure agree. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like, you know, as girlfriends, all, all three of us, like, we're there to protect and like make sure yeah. we're there for each other. And, you know, when we met him, I was like, oh, he's really nice, but let's see what happens. Like he's, I think he, I love that he made you happy. Mm-hmm. But then I think as you explained things through, I was like, I think Janet, like, I was like, he misses a chance. Like mm-hmm. he missed it for sure. And mm-hmm. I, 
I don't say that because I'm just your friend. I say that because yeah. I truly believe that statement. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, and it just really does come down to the, like sometimes timing. It's just yeah. like ugh, it it time and again. Yeah. Timing is yeah. a biatch. Yeah. Major biatch. Yeah. Ugh. So that's that's been kind of my my update. I guess like it, it's the way that I kicked mm. off 2021, and I was like in the beginning like oh my god I think I'm a husband, and now mm. it's like three months, and I'm like definitely not okay never mind <laughs> and we'll redirect what is your current status in terms of like looking for are you back on the apps are you looking for yeah. a relationship or is it too soon um it's i am casually on the apps and i'm kind of i think i'm open um but it's still it's still a little soon but probably within the next month i i will start talking to some mm. people again we'll see okay but... well we have a new email address no, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> anyway i mean you, can, you know where to find it but you know yeah <laughs> But yes, thank you ladies so much for listening and for being supportive through the whole thing. Because you truly, the both of you were truly, uh, we had multiple conversations and I, I really did appreciate you listening and sharing your personal experiences because it was really helpful. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. We get asked a lot about our style on our videos for Dear ABG, and the three of us have different sources we go to for our fashion inspiration. However, the one thing that unites us is our love for the simple, chic style that we like to call Elevated Essentials. The one brand that does this look well is Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane literally has so many high-quality pieces that are not only timeless, but super easy to wear. I had their cashmere fisherman hoodie in oatmeal, and I practically live in it. It's beyond comfortable, and I love the oatmeal color, and I love how it just brightens up my look. I usually pair my hoodie with some leggings when I'm running errands, or with my favorite blue jeans for that casual, cool look. One item the ladies have seen me wear a couple of times now is their cashmere fisherman sweater. You can never have too many oversized sweaters in your closet, and the Jenny Kane one is one of my absolute favorites. The color and the cashmere material is super luxe. I can easily layer it when the temperature drops or wear it as is during the spring. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use code ABG at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code ABG. On the topic of relationships, relationships can be extremely difficult. And whether you're struggling with your relationship with a loved one, a family member, a friend, or a coworker, relationships can really impact our mental well-being. For moments like these, when I feel like the closest people to me are the ones I can't share these feelings with, I know I can turn to BetterHelp for an unbiased opinion. BetterHelp is an online professional counseling service available for our listeners worldwide. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. I've worked with therapists in person and online, and I feel very thankful that a service like this is available for those of us who feel more comfortable accessing therapy in the comforts of our PJs, snuggled in the safe spaces of our homes. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com ABG, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and ABG listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com ABG. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. 
Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. But now what about Miss Mel Mel? Hmm. Uh, you've been open and somewhat on the apps, right? This, this past like year or so. Um, but you had shared with us earlier that you had paused in-person dating during quarantine. Yes. So why don't you give us the 411 on your relationship status and what has been happening in your world? Okay. Um, yeah, I just felt so last year I, I was on board for the whole quarantine dating thing. I'm just like, yeah, easy. I don't have to like get ready. I could just go on a FaceTime date. Um, and yeah, I've been on a couple of last year, but to be honest, I just ended with nothing and I just got kind of tired of it. And I, and I think sharing on the previous episodes, I was going through a lot of personal things that I felt like, I think mentally I wasn't in a place to be talking to anybody last year Mm -hmm. towards the end. And I rather just focus on myself and focus on my own self growth. So I haven't really been on the dating apps. Like I'm casually on it now, but yeah, if I see someone on the dating apps, I might swipe right here or there, but to be honest, I'm not taking it very seriously. I, I kind of don't care for it right now. I, and, I, mm. and the thing is, I, I really do want to find a partner. But I also think the dating apps have put me in a really weird, al- a weird algorithm where, like, I'm getting people that I don't think live in L.A. <laughs> Isn't that, like, the one thing you can limit? I know, but you know what it is? I feel, okay, I mean, I did this too. Um, but I'm getting, I think, a lot of guys from Asia that when they write the prompts, they don't really answer completely because uh, they don't understand oh, it. So I I'm see. just, like, I'm getting all those guys now. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, um... But yeah, status update, um, relationships. Um, I'm still single. It's been around, I think since 2017, since my last like real relationship. So it's been like three years now. But I think currently my mindset is I'm ready to experience like life with a partner. I don't think marriage is on top of my mind or yeah. having kids. It's something I definitely want in the future. But right now what I'm really craving is like, I think Janet mentioned, it's like those little moments of intimacy, those nuances of those nice touches like to be honest when I go to sleep every night I have the, I always have this thought like I can't wait to be cuddling with someone that I really love mm. one day because right now I hold my stuffed dog really tight <laughs> I have a stuffed dog that I, I literally cuddle every night but at the same time I feel like I'm in no rush maybe it's because I did have a psychic reading <laughs> so that's right you had a follow-up with Miss Carla right yes yeah. and if you guys listen to our previous episode with Carla the psychic she gave us all personal readings, and for me, she was like, Mel, do not rush love. I know it's on the top of your mind, but don't rush it. It's going to come to you, and just focus on working on yourself, and it'll come in maybe two to three years. And I, I honestly, I took that advice to heart, and mm-hmm. I've been actively working on myself, and I had another, like, <laughs> meeting with her, and she pretty much said, like, yeah, you definitely have been working on yourself. Things are changing. I could, t- I could tell, and she's like, with everything shifting for you, she's like, your sole mission has changed. Mm. And she said, your, your husband, your partner's going to be coming sooner than later, and you might be coming with him this year. So yeah. I was like, well, shit. Oh, I thought you said bullshit. <laughs> well, shit. Well, Very shit. different. Yes. Yeah. I, I, it makes me kind of excited, but also it puts my mind at ease just to know that I'm just 
I don't want to say I like she's holding the fate of my 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 car, the cars in her hands, whatever. But my thing is like, you know, I'm just keep doing me, and eventually the bright person is gonna come along. So that's why I'm not really on the dating apps. It doesn't do anything for me. So mm-hmm. that is my update. I'm just still single. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying my life. Enjoying. I'm being really grateful for the friends around me because I do feel very full with love from other yeah. aspects. So mm-hmm. even though I crave that romantic love, and I do like you know think about stuff at night, not like that. <laughs> but, but like I, I do like. I, I, one thing that's been on my mind is like, I can't wait to travel with a partner. That's one thing mm. I've never, ever did. Like, I've never been on a plane with a loved one. So I'm just like, I really want to do that. Yeah. But obviously with COVID. But as of now, I'm single as fuck. So you haven't had a real relationship since 2017. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Jay and I know you've had a couple of uh, interesting, you know, experiences. Quarantine flings, right? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, okay. Um, I don't even count that as a fling. Okay, so, I mean, they know I've been on the... I've been on, like dating updates and they haven't really pan out because the only dates I've been on during quarantine were, were dates from with guys who live in SF. It didn't work out. Just we weren't compatible. And I was like, whatever. We knew someone through mutual friends and we ended up all meeting him. And yeah, he was definitely a very attractive man. Like, damn, he's hot. But I didn't really know much about him. And so, you know, we got to know him and he definitely, after meeting him, he, like, started to talk, to text me and stuff and express his interest. And I was like, what? Like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. And he started FaceTiming me a lot. So we started FaceTime a lot, FaceTiming a lot for, like, hours. And hours. Like, one hour a session, you know? But I think for me at that point, I was like, I was telling Helen Jen, I was like, this guy is, like, probably, like, one of the hottest guys I've ever talked to. But I don't know if I feel anything. Like, mm. that's the thing I'm like, hmm. But I was like, maybe, maybe I should just open up, open, open myself up. Who knows? Where's this gonna go? Yeah. yeah. Why do you not feel like you feel anything? I think we're just very different people. Like, I think what he values and how he goes about dating is very different than I, I am. He's very like, Mel, I want to get to know everyone. I was like, well, I kind of know what I want. So like, if I'm not gonna, if I know it's not gonna be something I want, why am I gonna pursue that? Mm-hmm. And just the way he lives his life is kind of a little. It's very different than than me. I think with our conversations, he doesn't really stimulate me, like, mentally. Mm. So I'm just, like, even though we have really we have really fun conversations, I just feel like a lot of our values and things just are not aligned. Like, he's really mm. like, into physical activity. I'm just like, wow, I don't like hiking. Mm. And so just, like, little things like that um, start adding up. But, you know, I was extremely flattered. And I was, mm. I'm not, I'll be honest, the first time I, like, I had to, like, drop something off for him. And I met him in person. I have not seen a single man in, like, a year I definitely felt some hormones like rising real quick because <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen a hot dude in so long. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like a little bit in heat, you know, like yeah. I'll be honest. But then after that and after our phone calls, I'm like, oh, I don't really see this going anywhere. And so we kind of established like, hey, I think we're just better off as friends. And we kind of mm-hmm. joke around saying like, oh, you friends own me. Like, no, you friends own me. Mm-hmm. So as of now, we're just friends. We catch up from time to time. And yeah, that's it. Did anything happen when you're in your heat? No, no. There was a pause there. <laughs> what was the pause? I mean, Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Like, there's definitely, like, flirtatious comments made to me. Like, yeah. but I'm just like, oh. Like, and, and it's like, to be honest, I haven't had flirty comments made to me in a very long time. I don't want to process that. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's definitely, like, a, almost like a friends with, like, flirtation benefits between you guys or yeah. something. Right? Actually, yeah, Jan is pretty accurate. I think as of now, like, I don't think he listens, but who knows. But... I think we're both aware of that. We both appreciate each other's company and there's definitely some flirtatious vibes going on. But if we both need attention from someone or they just want to talk mm. to someone, we'll, we'll give each other a ring and there's no hard feelings. Mm. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like literally sometimes I'm just like, sometimes I want you know, to talk to someone who I find a little attractive and he's good company and we don't, it's not like don't, it's not like I underappreciate him. I do have really good conversations. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'll be here if you need something, but he's someone to hit up. (laughs) That's an interesting dynamic, I think, especially for, like, when people talk about friends with benefits, usually think about, like, the physical Physical. component. But there is, like, maybe you're single and you haven't met the right person, but you still need to get that sense of intimacy from somewhere. You can still get it from guy friends or girlfriends in that way, I guess. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I would part of me is like I wish I was into him in a in that physical way, mm-hmm. and it's weird because like I think I I, I surprised myself. I'm like yeah, I usually would be. But I'm just like not interested that way. Huh? I know, right? Yeah, he's totally your type too. I know, but maybe my mind's in a different place. Yeah, once you get past thirty, yeah, yeah, things not just things, about physical anymore. Things really change. Yeah, Wait, does. did you? Is he someone that you think that if you were if it was like twenty five year old Mel? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> you would That's totally answer, yes yeah <laughs> here's the thing though i don't know like physically i'm like i would totally flirt with him if i was at a club or something but i definitely need that mental like value connection like mm. i need to be on that same page to find even the physical a little bit more yeah yeah, yeah well, i'm yeah. glad you have those boundaries for yourself too because then if you were to just like go into it you yeah. might actually be hurt exactly on the other side so and i will say though when this situation came up i could see both of you going okay here we go yeah i mean mel's dealt with a lot of fuck boys as we all yeah. know episode two <laughs> <laughs> and episode I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that was, it was really cute because <laughs> he messaged me he's like yeah helen text me be nice <laughs> <laughs> I did. And if you're listening, still be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I thought I was really like, oh, I was like, she's my girl. That's why. <laughs> it's, no, it's because I'm like, I'm going to have to deal with this. Yeah, if you mess with her, so be <laughs> nice. It's like, I already have the rags ready. Yeah. <laughs> I love the spill. But yes, that is my situation. So beyond uh, dating apps, are there other methods that you've been trying, especially during quarantine? I feel like people have to get creative, right? Because we're not able to like, go out and meet mm-hmm. people randomly in public well i tried the helen matchmaker method you know the holiday um, oh like, what i do yeah. yes honestly i thought that was really fun you know mm-hmm. i think yeah. having your friends set you up i was like i that episode was actually it was really exciting to to go on and i remember feeling the the initial shock like oh shit like all this stuff when it was happening so that was really fun but you know nothing, obviously nothing came out of it um, I also had a session with Maggie, who's a matchmaker that we also brought on the podcast. And that was interesting, like, to have a formal matchmaker, like, help you seek out guys. And yeah. she encouraged me to do, do things like, you know, stock networking groups and send her and send her the guys that I'm interested in, like, wanting to be set up with. And I was like, oh, shit, like, I get a stock for, like, intention? Totally down. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, that didn't really pan out. But she actually suggested me to join Clubhouse to see if there are any more guys there. Another method I'm kind of low-key considering, but I don't know how to do is, like, you know, how does... I'm figuring out how to tastefully side through DMs and, um, mm. done, you know, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, how do I say the norm or the cultural norm is like, you know, a lot of men side through women's DMs, but like, what if a woman wants side through a guy's DM? Mm-hmm. How do you do that tastefully mm. without sounding kind of thirsty? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so if y'all have any tips, please message me. Let me know. I'm not opposed, but I'm just, you know, just something I'm yeah. just kind of considering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that Maggie suggested that I did do when I was really bored Friday night, and I think I texted you guys. I do this thing while I swipe around the world. Wait, what? <laughs> I've never heard of this before. Okay, she said it. She didn't say that exactly, but she's like, why don't you try swiping in New York? I feel guys in New York might be your type. Mm. I was like, but I live in LA. What's the point? She was like, you never know. I was like, okay. Um, so I did that a little bit, but there's one night I was like really effing bored. And I just was on Tinder or on Hinge, and I just ch- set my location from different cities for two hours. I was like, I'll be in Atlanta for an hour. I'll be in New York for an hour. I'll be in Australia. Um, I thought I got some hits, but it really didn't do much either. <laughs> so besides that, I'm definitely okay with just being single. And when the right person comes, I'll be ready. Mm. Maybe that's why your algorithm's all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Australia. Yeah. I'm in Asia. That's true. I think I got, I got to go 
huh you're from LA Uh (laughs) maybe it's not a good tactic (laughs) well I mean it sounds like you are trying a a bunch of different methods and putting yourself out there so yeah but I'm also not taking it too seriously either I think let me just have fun with this yeah yeah Yeah. well have you had any like guy friends whom you've gotten closer with during quarantine and did that did the thought or conversation about moving beyond just platonic ever come up yeah, what it, I think this is a very interesting question. I actually addressed the first guy and the first question about, you know, flirty, flirty relationship. But um, there's another person that comes to mind for sure that I'm actually even more close to. And I think you both know who this is. He's someone I met a few years ago. And, you know, people originally tried to set us up, but he actually did not see me that way romantically. And we actually, like, stopped talking after a meeting. But then he called me out of the blue and we just started talking on the phone for hours. And I think that just, we just develop a really, really great foundation and a good friendship. And there are moments when I talk to him, I'm just like, oh, we're so compatible. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're, we're so similar to things that we really value. That um, he's also an entrepreneur. He's like creative in his own way. Like, what he values. He's just such a cheerleader, too, mm-hmm. and helps. He's like such a support of ABG. And I think it's amazing. And there's moments I'm just like, oh, you call me? Like, like, like we, we talk at the, we talk at night and like we're, we're there for each other we grab dinner when we can and we're both in town and there's one time I just said to him I was like I, just, I was like I have to just say this to you and it's so weird it was like you know I just can't help but think that like we have such a good foundation for a friendship and we have so many things in common you're someone that if you ever want to like flip the switch mm. to try something I'll be really open to the idea but at the mm. same time if you're okay if you want to just keep things the way it is I'll also respect that and I'll be totally fine. I'll ignore that at all. I'll ignore that situation because I truly do value as a friend. But you're someone I am definitely willing to explore that option of a relationship with. Oof. How did he respond to that? A little awkward. Uh, He was a little awkward. He's like, no, 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 Mel. Like, I... I appreciate you saying all these things but like to be honest like I really truly value as a friend and I just don't want to like you know hurt that relationship Mm. at all and yeah ever since then we've just been like solid friends like we didn't really look back then he's someone I'm like still like always rooting for he roots for us he roots for me so I'm just like yeah I think it is what it is and like he always says to me like I can't wait for the day while you meet someone like you really like could do all Mm -hmm. all these things for you and like really love you and so I think in the end, like, I don't feel, I don't feel, like, sad about it because I'm like, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I can't, I'm going to find someone who actually really wants to be with me even though I put myself out there with you. Yeah. But we're still good friends. I don't regret having that conversation with him because you never yeah. know. Yeah. I, I mean, I was saying that takes a lot of balls and mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good way to, like, you would never want to wonder, yes. right? Yes. And that's, that's one way to approach it where you can kind of be like, look, I'm going to let you know that this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean... I think for me, like, I, I think I said, I shared in the past, like, I usually don't like going for friends, but I think the fact that we actually kind of start off, like, there's a little bit of initial, like, initial attraction from my end, and, like, I didn't expect to become friends with this guy, but we just did, and we just clicked, and I'm like, okay, maybe I can see, I tried that route out, but maybe that, 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 that route of going with friends just doesn't work for me, mm. so maybe I'm just meant to meet someone, like, right away, like, damn, blown away, so, mm. that's, that's what happened, but I'm cool. I think it's very brave of you put, to put yourself out there to just be like, hey, this is a potential thing, yeah. and ball's kind of in your court, but I'm not gonna be waiting around for you, it's exactly. just like, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ball's in my court, bounce, bounce, bounce. Oh, <laughs> his, no, his court, sorry. Pass, pass, pass. <laughs> Where are the courts? <laughs> <laughs> What's a court? <laughs> 
What's interesting is before this recording, Mel, you were like, I don't have a lot of stuff happening in my life, in my love life. But now I feel like we've talked a lot about, you know, potential things or, yeah, yeah, just a lot of things that are, if they're not like direct events where you're dating someone, Mm -hmm. but just stuff happening that's making you reflect about your, what you're looking for in a partner and what you need emotionally Mm, and that kind of stuff, right? Um, Is there, like, yeah, like, what do you think you learned about yourself in terms of dating and relationships in this past year? It's not that I'm not ready for it, but there's definitely work I still want to do on myself. Like, I don't think I'm fully healed from last year. I feel like, I feel so much better. Like, I feel, I was journaling this morning, I was like, I'm really proud of the growth I made in the last two months, just where I am mentally, like, confidence-wise. But there's things I just want to do, work on, like, and give my time. I want to give more time to things I want, I enjoy, um there's also this this want in me before getting into a relationship to really move to another country like I think I've been saying this since last year and I feel like and and not that you can't you know be in a relationship and travel abroad but for me like I want to go completely single and be like how is it like to have no strings attached to anyone like to a relationship Mm. and who knows I mean I might be with I might meet someone before I go I, Mm. I might meet someone there I really don't know but I think deep down I'm just like I'm not that I'm not ready for a relationship, I am, but I'm okay with having myself another year to work on things I really want to work on and do things I enjoy, like solo time reading a book. Like these are things that I kind of just, I don't mind being alone for another year. But if you're listening, husband, I'm also ready too, though, you know? <laughs> well, what do you think? What does your gut tell you your love life is going to be like in, the, in 2021 in this year? So I actually thought about this before my psychic reading and originally I said, I feel like this is not the year for me. Like, I don't think this is a year if I'm going to meet someone because, I don't know, I just didn't feel, I was like, you know, maybe another year of healing, another year of mm. growth. But I'm also really open to see if anything were to happen. And I was like, I keep playing with the idea. I was like, what if I go to Taiwan and have like a international fling? You know, like, that sounds kind of fun, you know? Um, but as of now, I just don't, I just feel like I don't mind another year if mm-hmm. that's okay. But if he's if he's coming this year, I more my door's open <laughs> your courts are open my courts are open your balls are bouncing <laughs> my rackets are ready i don't know <laughs> i guess we're talking about tennis courts yeah. i know <laughs> that's what i thought of right away but yes I've been using Honey for a while now, and if you haven't been too, I'm about to do you a huge favor. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Honey has saved me money on everything from food orders to clothing purchases and even those flowers I ordered to be delivered for a friend's birthday. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online and has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com abg. That's joinhoney.com abg. So not many people know this, but I'm kind of obsessed with glasses. It's one of my favorite accessories, but I always struggle to find the right pair. With my head shape and my nose bridge, it's hard to find glasses that not only look cute, but fit me right. This is why I'm excited for Coastal. 
Coastal has the most advanced virtual try-on technology you'll find anywhere. I was able to use their technology to see how a cat eye style or aviators look on my face. This made my decision selecting the right pair so much more efficient. I get so many compliments on my Joseph Mark aviators, and I know you'll find the right pair for yourself at Coastal. Their prices also start at $9, so no need to leave your sofa. This is a new way to shop for glasses. Now and for a limited time, they're offering our listeners the best deal they have going anywhere. 30% off your first pair of glasses at coastal.com slash boss girl. Get free shipping, 60-day risk-free returns, and 30% off at coastal.com slash boss girl. Discount apply to checkout. Only for a limited time. Spelled C-O-A-S-T-A-L dot com slash boss girl. Some restrictions apply. Health is wealth, so the saying goes. And if you ask me... I think that balance is the key to sustained health, which is why I'm generally a fan of moderate exercise, moderate healthy eating, and small, simple behavior changes done over time. Sometimes the simple act of taking the stairs over the elevator or adding just an extra scoop of vegetables to your plate is enough to celebrate. And if you're of the same mindset, then you share something in common with Coors Pure, an organic beer that is all about celebrating the wins of everyday life. New Coors Pure is a refreshingly simple beer with organic barley, organic hops, and water. At 92 calories and zero sugar, it is the perfect, crisp, and refreshing beer for living a balanced lifestyle. It doesn't matter how many miles you got in on that run or how many sets you benched, just that you showed up. Coors Pure is the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. So when you want to enjoy a beer without the guilt, reach for Coors Pure. It's organic, but chill about it. Go to CoorsPure.com to see where you can find Coors Pure. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Albany, Georgia. Well, let's, you know, I really am curious to ask, you know, our engaged girlfriend, Helen. Most of our listeners know you're engaged, but for those who might be joining us for the first time, can you describe your relationship status and give us a little update? Sure. I feel a little weird going after it's like, I'm at a place where I know you ladies want to be at. Yeah. And it just feels weird to like kind of talk about it and be like, I love Philip. No, no, no. no, no. You know what it is? I feel like when I see you and Phil, I go, this is what I want. It, It makes me go, this is, this is actually real. This is not like a fantasy that people play on their head. I see the amount of work you guys put in. I see how much, like, you guys truly love each other and really, like, still attract each other. And I feel like that's so fucking rare. Like, no shade to my other, like, friends and relationships. But, like, I see how attracted you guys are both are to each other. So I'm like, damn, after <laughs> that many years? But I want that, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, man, you better, mm. <laughs> So if you share it, it's like you're sharing your real experiences that are true. Yeah. No, I, I don't see it that way. It's the yeah. same as, like, a lot of my close girlfriends. Like, it actually, when I describe, like, them going through it, for me feels like it's, like, a real, like, I experience it through them. Them yes. with them mm. kind of thing right so I don't look at it as like this is the thing that I want and I should be there yeah. um, because I, I do honestly trust like I'm going to get the in the way that I want because the relationship you guys have works for you it's not necessarily what's going to work for me yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. and so that's and I've seen that in a lot of my girlfriends like what I love is seeing you happy yes. and seeing him happy um, so the more that I hear about how that's happening mm. that's yeah yeah and I think even like just to add to that to like even as a friend like when we when you see when we see you both go through milestones we feel very part of the journey yeah. and yeah. process so we're like to be honest, like, Phil's also, not to say, ew, he's not dating us, but we're part of the relationship yeah, in some yeah. ways. So whenever you share, it's always like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And the, and I would describe it as, a, it's like, if I sit at a wedding and you watch that and you cry, mm-hmm. it's not because you're like, I'm feeling so yes, lonely. Right? Yes. But there, it is, what it does is it, like, it, it helps inspire, like, mm-hmm. if you're, you're like, if I want something, right? Mm-hmm. And I see that reflected in reality, like, I feel inspired to seek that thing kind of thing. So, <laughs> all right, that was it. My part's over. That was beautiful. <laughs> yes, great. Nah. 
Okay. Thank you, ladies, for that. I, I appreciate um, yeah, I, I mean, I've always felt just like a, a sense of like love and not like never like jealousy or anything. And I know yeah. I think between like friends, sometimes you could like sense that someone's like a little jealous of what's going on and it might be like weird for like the relationship, but I've never felt that with you ladies. I think you see Philip as like a brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like when you see, and you've seen him go through so much love turmoil that I think there's like genuine happiness yeah. for, for him and for me as well. So Thank you for that. Um, okay, so update. We are engaged, um, and I've been a fiancé since November 2019, so it's getting a little long now. Um, but I kind of already gave an update in episode 101, uh, but just as an overview, our wedding was originally scheduled for March 12th, and that has been moved to who knows when. Um, basically, we're trying to do like a courthouse-type marriage, but because all the courthouse offices are closed, everyone who wants to get married in the L.A. County has to do that virtually now. Mm-hmm. And since a lot of the offices are closed so many people are just trying to book an appointment with like one office in LA County which is like Norwalk and so we have not been able to get a booking um so that's our update so ceremony TBD big wedding party reception TBD but we definitely want to have that maybe next year um but in terms of our relationship status we are engaged and very much going with the flow of what life throws at us which is Mm. I think the theme of everyone's past year Mm -hmm. where you kind of just have to lose control of all the big milestones that you were looking for. Mm. Um, But I do need to pick up my wedding dresses soon. (gasps) So that's a... That's a thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. Do you need one of us to store it? Sorry, I don't know about that because I'm just like, I don't want want Phil to see it, so one of us should hold it. Oh. I think it comes probably in like a non-translucent bag. But just just let us know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big part of the wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I totally forgot about the dresses until they were like, hey, we're going to start charging you for a storage fee. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to go pick it up now. But that's my update. I'm so excited for you. I think that's something I just feel like this is so random. I don't know why I'm saying this now, but like I just seeing you go through everything, I'm like really ha- like excited and happy for you. Yeah. That I just feel like, oh, like, I don't know. I think even like we were watching the vlog earlier where I think Helen and Phil were kind of just walking through their wedding. I was like, oh, I feel like I was there. Yeah. Like, I felt yeah, like yeah. a big part of it, too. Which I think is like, it says a lot to you about you and Phil as a couple. Like you make your friends feel like a really part of your process. When I think sometimes like, I know couples are really intimate and like sacred, but I'm like, you really, you guys both really make sure that are your close friends are like really part part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big part of like having a wedding. Like, I know it's like supposed to be for us, but for me and Phil, we're like, we want all our friends to yeah. like have fun and yeah. like open bar and just, you know, get to yeah. meet each other and flying from across the country and families all coming together. Like a lot of people say like, don't focus on the guests, but we're like, we are the type of people that want mm. to focus on the guests, yeah, which yeah. is, I don't know, a good and a bad thing. I yeah, feel yeah, like, yeah, of yeah. course it's going to be our day too, but a lot of it is because we just wanted everyone to come together. Um, but yeah, that'll come. Don't worry. That'll <laughs> yeah. happen still. Wait, how long have you and Phil been together? We were on and off for a couple of years, but since 2013 and we've Dang, known so each that's... other ish since yeah. 2008. So it's been a while. Wow. Okay. So if it, I mean, so if you've known each other now for like 13 years, for a 13 year relationship, what is like a big thing that you guys are working on between the two of you now and this year? I guess I'm kind of asking this. I'm like, okay, now that you're 13 years in, what else is there to work on? Yeah. You're like, what, what are you focused on? I mean, I guess like the big thing right now is that there's this like, it's basically what we're going through in terms of we want to progress our relationship to the next step. Yeah. But it's, balancing our expectations for where we want our relationship to go and also our family's expectations mm. for where they want us 
to go. Yeah. And I guess just to be transparent, that comes down to the fact that we're not officially married yet, um, but we're looking for a house together. Like that's a that's a big step yeah. in our relationship. Um, there's a show called Marriage or Mortgage. <laughs> and basically, I feel like I'm on that show right now. It's like, oh, which one should I take? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but we've been looking at houses and trying to move out of downtown LA. And um, I think by the time this episode you know, comes out, there might be an update. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> but um, I've been really excited for that process just because I've lived in an apartment building or a condo my whole life. So I've never owned a house before. And I think just like being with Philip and joint owning a house together has been my dream and it's like a current reality and i think that's mm. it's a it's a it's a really cool thing to have to to go through right um but obviously we are not officially married yet so if we were to buy a place together and put our names down we would take the title of single woman and single man mm. on a housing like title and i never expected to ever do that in my life mm-hmm. um but you know, I think we're definitely secure enough in our relationship too, so yeah. it's okay too. But for some of our family members, that's not the right order to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they understand that all of this is out of our control and it's not done intentionally. Um, of course, we we would much rather be married and then go into buying a house together. Um, so there isn't like a crazy backlash or anything, but like right now we're really trying to respect our parents' needs and our mm-hmm. family's needs mm-hmm. and also like what we want to do for ourselves, which is just like get a house and hello like la county open up so we can get married you know um but we're trying to like balance a bunch of that right now oh that's interesting yeah so when you get into the point of your relationship where it is no longer about the two of you and it really is about all of the other people in your life that Mm. you have to yeah kind of yeah respect and and somehow incorporate and figure out yeah that's tough yeah that is so hard yeah and it's it's but i think at the end of the day they're not like too upset about it just because it's, it's completely out of our, our control right, we can't do anything right, right. about it right now you know we're checking every day and yeah. we'll we'll find something you know hopefully by the time we like move into a house or something we'll be married yes on paper yeah right? mm. but yeah that's the thing big thing that we're trying to balance right now yeah well would you say like you know are your recent fights kind of more about like balancing everything or what are your recent fights about then recent fights so i would say that philip and i have surprisingly have not been fighting that much and i say surprisingly because if you listen back to our older episodes like episode 51 i believe it was where we talked about our love journey Mm -hmm. we did mention how the beginning of our relationship was super tumultuous because we're both stubborn and i think back in i guess 2013 ish now we were also immature timing wasn't right um so we had a lot of fights back then and i think since then we've learned how to communicate Mm -hmm. and really compromise so that we can live with each other yeah um i will say that one thing though that i think we're still working on is related to time management so for people who don't know philip he has like a billion things on his plate he is running two companies he's writing a book he's writing scripts he's constantly having meetings like after hours writing until midnight and i would say that that's just like normal for him Right. And he doesn't do all that because he just wants to be busy. Honestly, I think it's because he is so good at what he does that he gets a lot of opportunities and he's not someone to shy away from them. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I love his passion. I love his drive. And a lot of the things that he is working on is centered around pushing the Asian American agenda forward in a way that highlights or humanizes Asian Americans. And I love that he's passionate about that because that is my passion as well. 
you know? So I become very understanding of the times when he comes home late, mm-hmm. when we were supposed to cook dinner together, because that's like our only us time. Mm-hmm. My love language is quality times. But there comes a point when it happens too often and I'm mm-hmm. gonna get mad um, because it's like also a priority mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing mm-hmm. to your relationship. So it's a, it's a tough balance because time is limited. Um, but that's something that he has actively been working on. I think that is like the only argument that ever gets brought up like mm. in, within the past year or so. Um, but, and this is so dumb too, because we used to escalate our arguments because he would get annoyed at me for getting annoyed at him for forgetting something because he yeah. had a rough day. And he's like, you don't understand what I just went through. Mm. Like, you just give me some, you know, let it slide. Um, and saying that I should understand that he missed something mm-hmm. and then I'm like no I'm mad at you you can't get mad at me for getting mad at you yeah. <laughs> like, where was that coming from so it, it like that happened a couple of times and then yeah. at the end of it I was like hey that's like really not cool and I think now he is the one that apologizes when he sees like mm-hmm. me starting to feel a certain way because right, he knows right. that this is a pattern that he mm-hmm. has to work through mm-hmm. right, right. to make sure that it's a priority in our relationship so there's definitely been a change and mm. it's like a weird I'm like talking about like just couples arguing and like yeah. how you argue and like how you get to a solution but this is like the roller coaster of a ride that we've been through with this like particular argument yeah, yeah. no I mean that's very that's mm-hmm. very insightful I think for people to understand that um, I mean that's when I was asking like yeah 13 years in right but the truth is that people are always evolving and changing mm-hmm. right and that your situations are always evolving and changing um, so but you reflect on the fact that you guys have both matured also mm-hmm. and that maybe that you're at a point where you're like okay now I'm ready to like really compromise and mm-hmm. sacrifice yeah. And, um, yeah yeah I would say that prior to him opening up his cafe we used to hang out at least like once a week like we would make time on the weekends to go hiking to yeah. go to the beach to go to the gym whatever it was and now it's like once a month mm-hmm. and there that during that transition phase like I started feeling very much like what's going on like we're not hanging and then he's just yeah. like dude I'm trying to open up a cafe like yeah. can you like give me some grace here yeah. um and so there was a little bit of a tug and pull there to the point now where we're like okay at least once a month Hmm. that we spend time maybe get away for a weekend or something like yeah, that. Yeah. and um and every time we do he like loves that time with us together but at the same time i understand how time consuming it is to open up a business and a second business and yeah. um i mean he keeps you know telling me that he wants to build a foundation for us so that you know in the future when we have a family he, do- he doesn't have to work as hard he's mm-hmm. like i need to work hard right now so that we can have a future together that's you know that where i can make time yeah, for yeah. Us. so all that to say, I've been so understanding. <laughs> That's end of story. Full stop. I am so understanding. <laughs> She's right. You're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> well, okay. Now that we've talked about some of the uh, the challenges that you're working through, mm. what's been the best part of your relationship recently? I think it's similar to what you ladies were saying before about like the best part of being in a relationship. It it is really those like quiet moments mm. when we're alone and we kind of look at each other and we're just like you are my person like Mm. you are my person through and through with absolute like zero doubt in the world and we also do this like tunnel vision thing where if one of us is super stressed out we just like cup our faces together and we just remind ourselves of like how lucky we are to have each other and like this is all that matters 
that's going to pass. We're going to be here with each other for the rest of our lives. And that helps a lot. It helps mm-hmm. to alleviate whatever stress we're going through. Is that what you did during engagement? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know that came from that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was kind of just like, let's close out the rest of the world. And I didn't even know that people were there at, mm. uh, at our engagement. Or, or did I by that point? I don't remember. I but don't think you did. I think you blacked point. out that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just needed like to tunnel vision yeah. and just focus on like, wait, are you really here? Um, but yes. Yeah, that's that's cupping our faces. And I think something else that I really do enjoy is that I used to worry a lot about being fully myself in a relationship, mm. especially when you move in with your significant other. It's like, how do you balance the, the nasty sides of you and also mm. the parts that make your significant other attract to you, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And I think at this point in our lives, we've gone so comfortable with each other, like beyond a level of comfort that I've gone with, gone to with anyone else. Um, but I think like you were saying, Mel, we're still very attracted to each other. And I guess I never knew that that level of comfort and attraction mm. was possible. And I think that's a, it feels good to get to that place. But yeah. Then, yeah. How do you get to that place? <laughs> you know, what's funny too, when we first started going out, I was very much trying to be someone that he wanted me to be. Mm. Like, I think he had progressed a lot further in his career than I felt like I had. And I felt like I had a lot to live up to. Mm. And I remember feeling a lot of pressure on myself. And I was very much like just trying to be this like perfect version of whoever maybe he wanted. And that that drove me. There was a lot of like mental health issues going on by feeling like I wasn't worthy enough, feeling mm-hmm. like a lot of it just feeling like I wasn't enough. And then I think once I started to just like be myself a little bit like I don't know the weird like little weird things that you do here and there and it's like oh he's not running away from me like oh let's just like slow and it just slowly once you start adding all the little weird things Mm -hmm. it just becomes part of you Mm. yeah and um yeah now I like I feel like I'm like pretty like weird already in in public but I'm like really weird in front of Philip but I think he sees that as like yeah that's just you like Yeah. yeah 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 you can't replicate that stuff that's true it makes i mean when you i think when you start to share the parts of you that are like not as quote-unquote perfect or Mm -hmm. accepted that makes you more unique and the more someone is falling in love with you for the good parts they're gonna also be falling in love with all of the quirky parts that they can't find in anyone else right yeah Yeah. that's sweet i like that you mentioned attraction you know what is something about your relationship that is still the same as it when it first began I think sometimes when I like just look at him, I still think like, I mean, maybe this is a, this is, it isn't just attraction because I look at him and I think like, damn, like that's mine. And he, I know he feels the same way about us. Um, I think sometimes like, I don't know, the, the quiet moments are like when I wake up from a bad dream and I just see him next to me, I just feel like really lucky that my reality is better than any dream that I had. And I I don't think I've ever felt that way before Mm. to to just be like, I always thought like dreams were always the better place to be. But now it's like, oh, this is, I'd much rather be here. And then I question myself, like, is this a dream? No, it's not. And then I make weird faces at him. (laughs) (laughs) Like the one thing that I do right now is like, because I always wake up first, is that I'll be in front of him and make a really weird face. And then he has to see me as the first thing that he sees, but with a weird face. (laughs) I used to do other weirder things. Thanks. Never mind. Oh, just, just <laughs> out your face. Wait, wait, I think I, re- I remember the other things. I won't say it out loud. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's uh, the surprise still of how much we um, we are still in like somewhat puppy love phase, mm. which is yeah, 
never thought that would happen. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the one thing I always felt really magical about your relationship because, you know, as an observer and as a friend, you hang out with you all the time, but, like, I was like, they might, you know, go through fights and all this stuff, but there's no doubt in my mind you guys genuinely really love each other and not, is it, like, and it's love that feels, like, kind of, like, playful and, like, mm-hmm. it does feel like the honeymoon phase has always been extended with you guys. Yeah. And I love that, you know? So this has been a really, really big year for you and Phil. Like you've shared um, so much transition and change. How do you think your relationship might change in the coming year? I think we are at the stage of life of just adulting things. Mm-hmm. So in the coming year, it's, it's going to be a big year for us. Um, I think we'll have a house. Um, and hopefully we'll be living in a suburban town with our own garden. And right now we live in a loft in downtown, um, and we sleep on a full-size bed. So we, we keep joking about how when we have a house and we're sleeping on a queen or a king-size bed, like, we're going to have trouble finding each other. So <laughs> I think that's how our relationship's going to change. We're going to be, like, trying to look for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. I like that. No, I mean, that's, yeah, the continuing to adult and then finding each other, trying to find each other on a bigger mattress. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's so funny, because, like, if you want to go deeper, it's like, they already found each other. Aw. So they're, they're not yeah, going yeah. to find each other physically in a bed. I feel like I'm going to be, like, annoyed. I'm like, Philip, get your ass down here. I feel like I'm going to need a megaphone, because I'm not going to want to, we, we hate when we scream oh, in the house. Like, we don't like it, even in our primary now, I'm like, get out of the bathroom or whatever, right? Like, he's like, don't yell. So I'm like, boy, you better get used to yelling, because yeah. we're going to have to be we'll find each other you want to come down for dinner or something yeah. <laughs> we'll buy you a microphone yeah. or walkie talkie oh, over Phil yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be funny Well, this wraps today's episode. Thank you for joining us as we share some of our updates on our romantic situations. Um, if you guys resonate with today's episode or want to share your status or where you are romantically, please comment in our most recent Instagram post. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonate with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. If you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called GRBG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is Asian Boss Girl. If you'd like to send a shout-out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio on our Instagram and click on shout-outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. And we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye! Bye.